Welcome to the next instalment in our podcast series, It's the People Stupid. Welcome to the latest instalment in our series, It's the People Stupid. Today we're going to be discussing uh, the topic of transgender diversity, which is um, an area that a lot of people can find quite challenging to deal with. So we wanted to um, spend some time going through this topic and I'm pleased to be joined by one of my colleagues, uh, Toby Day, who has been doing a lot of work in this area. Some of our listeners and subscribers may have seen that we sent an email out fairly recently. It was last late last month in preparation for International Trans Visibility Day, which is coming up on the 31st of March. And we wanted to spend some time to talk about this topic in a bit more detail. So Toby has compiled all the research on this topic for Spotlights and our uh, information. So I'm delighted to be joined by Toby. Welcome along. Thanks for having me, Anthony. So let's start with a fairly simple question. Um, what does trans mean? Well, um, yeah, it is a simple question and it's a complicated answer. Um, so the Stonewall website states that trans is an umbrella term to describe people whose gender is not the same as or does not sit comfortably with the sex they were assigned at birth. So, I mean, the common conception, I suppose, of trans is a blanket term for anyone who just identifies as the opposite sex. And as we know, the truth is a little more uh, diverse, quite a lot more complex than that under that trans umbrella you know there's a lot of a lot of terms which I suppose um a lot of people won't be familiar with non-binary gender fluid gender queer to name just a few and that's not an exhaustive list I think that what you've just set out simply in a nutshell illustrates in some ways how so many people can find this topic quite difficult is some of the language and the terminology around this so hopefully today we'll we'll shed some light on that and help people understand a little bit more about the topic to have a, a greater level of understanding. So, Absolutely. You know, and, and how many people generally does this apply to within the, the UK population? Well, I mean, up until this point, it's it's largely been a, a guessing game. But in January, um, we finally got, got our hands on the census data from the 2021 uh, UK Ooh. census. Um, which was the first census to um, ask about gender identity. So um, respondents were asked the question, is the gender you identify with the same as your sex registered at birth? How many of the respondents as a percentage do you think responded as as no? That's a really, I, I know that the census had a lot more interesting, sort of more up-to-date areas that it addressed. Um, I'm going to guess that the figure was 0.5%. <laughs> That's absolutely bang on the nose, and um, seriously, I can, assure, I can assure anybody listening that um, Anthony has not seen my notes. <laughs> so, well, and just, we're also just, doing just this, a very good guess, and we are doing this about two hundred miles apart. So, <laughs> yeah, that equates to about two hundred sixty-two thousand people um, in England and Wales who, um, you know, answered no to that question that their, their gender as they identify as is not the same as their sex registered at birth, and it's it's worth pointing out. Also, Anthony, that um, six percent of respondents to the entire census didn't answer that question at all, and 
I suppose it would be dangerous to draw any uh, definitive conclusions from that. But that's that's just under three million people who didn't answer. And I, I suspect it would be perfectly reasonable to assume that there's, you know, a, a proportion of those respondents who would answer no, perhaps just didn't feel comfortable doing so. Yeah, that, I mean, it's, it's a, a large number of people uh, on the 0.5% alone. And as you say, if there's another significant proportion of people who didn't answer for whatever reason, yeah, you're right, we can't draw... A conclusion from that in terms of how many of those people might have considered themselves uh, mm. in that area. That's a lot of people and potentially a lot of people in the workforce, which is why, of course, from our point of view, we wanted to discuss this topic because it, uh, we, we live in a strange world. Um, you know, the media and the people who own the media very much dominate what they want to talk about. But um, this particular topic has become a lot more frequently discussed. It's a more normal conversation for people to have, which is exactly what it should be. Um, mm. And it does seem like we are making progress in terms of how everybody should be treated equally, however they um, view themselves in terms of their sexuality or, or, or their gender at birth and, and how they feel that relates to them now. I mean, we've made progress, but I'm also very aware that there'll be a huge number of people who will simply want to switch off, don't want to listen to this, don't want to think about it, don't want to talk about it. Where yeah. where are we now, do you think, in terms of progress? And what, what are the challenges that you feel the community is facing today from your research and from what you've you've been looking into? As you say, I did a lot of research um, before we released our trans visibility newsletter. And, and at this point, I will just say that um, if anybody missed that newsletter and they wanted to make sure they don't miss any future editions, then if you head over to our website, you can uh, you can sign up, subscribe, and uh, catch any future editions. But yeah, no, there was there was some pretty pretty horrendous statistics around hate crimes, and uh, you mentioned workplace, but workplace bullying and and things of that ilk. The statistics are honestly shocking, Anthony. Um, I mean, I've got one here that's straight from the Gov UK website that shows there was a 26% rise in hate crimes from the year 2021 to 2022. So that's 26%. But during the same time period, there was a 56% increase in hate crimes against transgender people. Wow. So there's, I mean, I guess statistics are always a, a difficult area. And I wanted to point out there was yeah. no way that I set up you doing a plug for people going on our website to find out um, the, the <laughs> newsletters, but uh, well done for doing so. Um, but that whole piece around, you know, as people have been more willing to identify as transgender, I guess that can skew the, the, the figures. But we know we live in a, Absolutely. a society where there is a lot of discrimination of all sorts, a lot of people who definitely do treat people from whatever background that they don't feel comfortable with dif differently so I, you know the fact that there's still a lot of you know, hate crime around this is quite mm. um it's not a shock to me that's probably the number that doesn't surprise me it's very disappointing but i do think we are and that's the word, it. and it is disappointing and and i think to a degree i mean you mentioned that statistics can be uh not misleading but difficult i think is probably the word and to a degree as the discussion around transgender and lgbt plus people as as a whole uh, grows and it enters the the public awareness uh, as you say there are people who just don't want to hear it they don't want to have those conversations but that can also be 
be a factor when it comes to this this huge kind of rise in in hate crimes against transgender people it's um you know it's the the increase in public awareness and people who who disagree with transgender or lgbt plus for any any particular reason are then uh, taking it upon themselves to do these these pretty awful things yeah i think one of the things that's important apart from the topic in general of course you know our our, our podcast to help businesses of all shapes and sizes and one of the things because i have actually done some work on this myself as well prior to the podcast is in in general so not necessarily just regarding to the lgbt community and transgender issues but businesses and corporations who are who identify as being more diverse Mm. are 35 percent more likely to outperform their competitors and 70% more likely to capture new markets. And those bits of research are done by people like McKinsey and the Harvard Business Review. So this isn't, these are big institutional research mm. and you know highly regarded institutions who are doing this research that basically says this, there is commercial value in making sure you embrace diversity. And that obviously includes the transgender community, which I think is you know, absolutely common sense we're we're all people and uh we all have skills and attributes to bring and the more you have a a different mix of um people the the better your business will be and the healthier it will be in lots and lots of ways and from your research i think one of the things i know because obviously we worked together was that you were quite shocked by some of the things that you're actually seeing on things like Facebook and other social me- media platforms around this particular topic of you know, transgender issues. What, what sort of things did you find on those mainstream social media channels? Oh, I mean, honestly, the, the bad far outweighed the good, Anthony. Um, and it, it's a bitter pill to swallow when we look at the, the small amount of progress, the hard-won progress that we that we make as a, as a society on on um in areas like this and then to see the kind of the overwhelming and and i mean overwhelming um hatred it's hatred's the only word for it um that that facing the trans community it's 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 disheartening honestly it's disheartening um i think i went into that research knowing it was it's not it was not going to be plain sailing and it was going to be that you know there's there's been difficulties for the you know members of the trans community but yeah i don't think i was quite expecting um the amount of hatred that i, that I found online so one of the things that now i'm not surprised that there's vitriol hatred people sitting behind keyboards it's very easy for someone just to you know rant and rave from a, an anonymous location um but this is also on mainstream social media of course there are going to be people who will be on other less well-known sites where you're literally just throwing bile around and uh, mm. you know um what advice would you suggest you can give to any of our clients when they're dealing with this particular area and looking at things like transgender issues and the LGBT plus community, what what sort of things would you uh, advise our clients need to think about and need to do? Yep. So I would, I would just say communicate. Communicate is the byword here, Anthony. Um, ignorance is, is permissible because we're all on a learning curve, but I think the key thing is that you have a willingness to learn so it's about open and honest communication and that's with um with your workforce and it needs to go top to bottom throughout an organization um i'd like to just go back actually quickly to um some more stats because you know i love a good 
statistic. Um, but just while we're talking about the workplace, this is not an area where where trans people have necessarily been um, more safe than out in public. So 26% of trans workers um, are encouraged to hide or disguise that they're trans by a work colleague. Um, 31% of non-binary people and 18% of trans people don't feel able to wear work attire that represents their gender expression. And the reason I'm mentioning these things is because, as you said, companies with greater diversity have a 70% um, greater likelihood of obtaining new markets. And that's because people want a positive culture at work. So you create that positive, open, honest communication and that positive culture at work, then it's not just your transgender employees but your employees from whatever mm. you know backgrounds whatever their race or, or sexual orientation that ev- everybody is human everybody has a unique skill set to bring to your business um and you need to ensure um that, that those people kind of come to work and they're not treated differently for any of those factors and they're judged purely on their merit yeah i think the crux to me is always that latter part as you know as a business you judge people on their merits and their abilities and their contributions to a business, not, you know, who who they are outside of that. I think it's a really, I mean, I'm quite staggered by those statistics that you people have to, you know, they're advised to hide who they are at work and, you know, speaks volumes in a very negative way about the society in which we live and the working environments that lots of people have to you know, survive in, I guess. And I guess for a lot of people in the trans community, it is about feeling that they've got to survive what must be a pretty arduous environment if that's what they're being told to do. I don't want to be in any way flippant about this. And I know uh, some of the things that, you know, you you parallel things and they can appear to try and make things, make lighter things. But I was actually quite, I was, I was just quickly checking that, and it was only in February 1971 that women were given the right to vote in Switzerland. So, you know, we things do move and do improve and do change. You know, we, we, we as a species, we're quite strange. And however we've evolved uh, has led to lots of very um, interesting and unusual structures and institutions within um, society. And I think the main message for me is this whole notion of the more people understand that diversity is good it's healthy it's healthy as a community as a society as human beings you embrace whoever you're with uh, we know absolutely that there are you know good and bad in every section of society and you just allow people to 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 do their best for you in a working environment whoever they are and wherever they're from and um you'll you'll succeed as an organization far far more um i, I would I think from our point of view, we obviously want to continue to promote the understanding within businesses that diversity is healthy, it's good, it's good in every sense of the word, and we need to embrace that to to succeed in whatever we're doing. February was LGBT plus month, and I know you did some great research in that area as well. you came across some really fascinating profiles during that research or any anything you'd like to to share as part of this uh, podcast today looking at people from um you know kind of further back in time it definitely illustrates how far we've come as a society um and not just in regards to, to you know transgender rights but lgbt plus in in general so uh, yeah i did some research i did a profile on um, alan swearing um he was he was a genius mathematician and um he 
co-created the device that ultimately cracked the uh, Enigma code used by Nazi Germany during the Second World War. Winston Churchill allegedly would later say that um, Alan Turing made the single biggest contribution to the Allied victory by by any person on the planet and um, potentially cracking that code saved you know up to 21 million lives and yet seven seven years after after the end of the Second World War um, Alan was persecuted prosecuted sorry for homosexual acts um, he was forced to undergo chemical castration in, in lieu of a custodial sentence and then and then died um, two years later. And, and you know, that was his legacy after after such a, a huge contribution to preserving the our way of life. And, and that was that was his reward, essentially. And I think, yeah, it's um, equal parts amazing, you know, such an amazing human being. And it's, pretty, as I say, pretty disheartening uh, to see, you know, that that's how the society we're capable of treating people. Wow, I mean, it's just barbaric mm-hmm. and uh, doesn't even bear thinking about that someone who's made such a phenomenal contribution to saving what everyone was fighting for and to winning that war was then treated in such an abominable fashion. But that's and that's not very long ago. That's the the sad thing about this is this whole notion of, yeah. I guess, the structures of normal in society and what people consider normal and the acceptance of normal. And it's just nonsense. It's um, I, I mean, as you say, I mean, you say that wasn't that long ago, but it was it was in 1992 that the, the WHO, the World, World Health Organization, declared that homosexuality was not an illness. So that in my lifetime, so that's it's, it's not that long ago, and it was in 20, 2019. So we're talking four years ago. The, the WHO announced that being transgender would no longer be classed as a disorder. So you know these these mm. two things have happened within the last. I mean, my maths isn't very good. Thirty years, <laughs> yeah. and and but, so thirty years ago, the you know the leading authority on health in the world was describing homosexuality as an illness. Yeah, I mean it's. And it's it's so deep rooted in this whole, as I said earlier, the structure that's been created around the world through religions, governments and people who are in power, basically, who decide what they consider acceptable and otherwise. And it's mm. it's it's really important everywhere for people to challenge that and to push back. We are all absolutely uh, entitled to be whatever we want you know you, it's fascinating because I'd imagine I'm jumping and leaping through another boundary here but I can imagine you know lots of that hatred um, and vitriol that'd be exactly the same people jumping up and down about you know desperate situations where people are trying to escape war zones and just going and don't let them in here it's that bigotry and small-minded mm. mentality exists and I think it possibly exists in you know not the majority of people in a small but very vocal minority who want to make themselves heard. It's a very important area to address. I'd imagine it's a very challenging area for the trans community to to live in. But I think at least we're now in a position where so many more people are so much more accepting. There's a very very long way to go. I don't hesitate to make that point because there is a long way to go before people are in a much more acceptable position of just accepting that normal is whatever people are rather than what someone else in a an institution decides is acceptable but we are making progress and it's great to do things like this and to, to share uh, experiences and, and statistics and figures to help keep pushing this discussion to the forefront to enable people to become far far more comfortable uh, with this um 
anything else from your research and your experiences in, in, in studying in this area that you think would be valuable to share with any of our, our listeners, Toby? I mean, if people find themselves in the same position that I, I was, honestly, a few weeks ago, where I'd like to think of myself as an open-minded person and I, I want to help, but honestly, I was genuinely just blissfully ignorant of, mm. of the challenges facing um, trans people. Um, and in that situation, it's easy to bury your head in the sand, but just just Google it. That's that's my advice is just to understand that there's a lot to learn and, and not be afraid of that. Just educate mm. yourself. And then once you've done that, you can then pass that on to other people. I, th- I think there's a lot of open minded people out there who perhaps for whatever reason, maybe they're just they're just not personally acquainted with somebody who who is transgender. So they feel like it doesn't apply to them, but I think it's up to all of us to, you know, as a society to create that that um, inclusive environment. So just honestly, just educate yourself, educate other people and just be supportive. I, I think education absolutely is fundamental to anything in any area like this. It's the, the more you actually make the effort to, to learn and to understand and to uh, engage in this in this conversation, the the better placed you are. And I also think you're right. There's a bit of that sort of silent majority who may be very accepting and quite tolerant, but they actually sit by and don't stand up to stop people being persecuted. I think that's Absolutely. one of the things that always frustrates me is when you see that you know a lot of people don't agree with views of hatred then you know they feel they can get away with it i think if more people stand up and say no you know you're wrong you're the one who needs to be uh, helped and supported because of your you know you need to understand that your your position is abhorrent but um yeah we need to just keep that energy that momentum the support in place for for everyone to make sure that um we do see a much more accepting environment for everyone to to exist peacefully together in and who knows what that census number may be. And as a society, we do become more accepting of, of all sorts of people from the trans community or wherever, um, that that number goes up from 0.5% to however many of the, the non-identified uh, people or non-respondents in that sector on the census. Um, it's a, it is a very important topic it, it is an area that we're we're aware that businesses and particularly small businesses do sometimes really struggle with because they don't know where to go to. Are there any areas that you would recommend people can look to find good information and good advice just in terms of educating themselves? Any places you'd, you'd point us to go to? Um, I found a huge amount of resources online once I went out and looked for them, honestly, Anthony. So um, Stonewall has has plenty of really good information on their website, um, which obviously isn't just necessarily for transgender people or people who are interested in learning about transgender, but for, you know, all, all the iterations of the uh, um, LGBT uh, plus community. Um, Mind has a very useful list of um, LGBTQIA plus uh, mental health services um, and there's yeah there's plenty of charities who um, have an extensive list of online resources so I would, I would say uh, just have, having a Google is the best place to start. Right well certainly I know, you know sites like Mind and Stonewall definitely have a, a, a lot of valuable information in all sorts of areas as you say so they are good places to start. Um, Toby thank you very much for today this is a 
huge topic that we're really you know, just scratching the surface off in a, a short podcast, but it's such an important area to address and to help people understand the value of treating everybody fairly and equally uh, to improve not only society, but, you know, if you're running businesses, you will be more successful the more you embrace um, diversity in all of its forms to produce a better uh, and healthier organisation. So uh, thank you very much for sharing your knowledge and your research with us today. And um, we hope our audience have found this to be of value. Thanks very much for having me, Anthony. It's been an absolute pleasure.